Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it. Just put your trust in Him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. for stopping by and checking out the Get Happy with Jay podcast. It's yours truly, Jatan Woods. This is a podcast that is edited, hosted, and produced by me. I'm a one-woman show, but guess what? I would love to have you jump on board our happy team. I'm really looking for someone to help me move our social media sites forward. So if you have any interest in volunteering to help me do that, it won't take a lot of your time, but it'll truly make an impact on this positive movement that we're trying to build with this podcast. Please visit my Facebook page, Get Happy With Jay. You can send me a direct message there. You can also go to the website, gethappywithjay.com, and you can leave me a comment. And I do see those myself and I get back with you as soon as possible. But I would love to have you come aboard. Perhaps you're a student and you need a little bit more experience, honing and sharpening your social media skills, or just a general person out there that you've liked what you've heard so far and you want to be a part of it, I would be glad to have you on. Also, if you have any suggestions for topics that you want covered on this podcast, or if you think perhaps even you would make a great guest, I would absolutely love to have you. So you can contact me the same way and I'll give you a call. We'll chat and we'll see what we can make happen. Now on to today's show. Today's show was pretty much unexpected, which unexpected surprises are the best ones, right? I had this gentleman in to the studio. As you guys know, I also work um, in radio and I was having him on to interview him about a local project that he's doing. He is getting into filmmaking and we will talk about that in the interview. But I was just so struck and blown away by his personal testimony. I didn't even expect it. I didn't know anything about um, this tremendous health crisis that he had been through. But I'm telling you, after listening to to it. I was so inspired and it really made me stop and think and appreciate my life the way it is. There's so many things that we take for granted in life, but your whole entire existence can change in a matter of seconds. So I hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. We're talking to Andrake Morris. Um, We're kicking it off with this incredible testimony. This guy is truly a walking miracle. So hopefully you guys enjoy and send us a comment and let Andrake and I know what you think of this podcast. Now on to the show. Hey everybody, it's your girl Jay and I have the pleasure of having a special guest, a first time guest for me here on the show, Mr. Andreic Morris. Let me give you a little bit of a background about Andreic. He's a minister, he's a father of seven, which just uh, kind of blew me away when he told me that, so God bless him for that. He's also a husband, he's an entrepreneur including being a web designer photographer and now he has a brand new venture as a filmmaker. 
And uh, I thank him for taking time away today to be with us because he's in the process of filming this project. Now it's entitled Dark Secrets, and we'll talk all about that in just a little bit. But uh, first, let's chat with Andre about life in general. How are you? And thank you for being here. I'm glad you had me on today. Life is real good right now for me. Awesome. And what's making it good for you? Talk about those blessings. Well, I don't know, I'm really supposed to be here. And um, 2014 was a tragic year for me. Uh, and it seemed it four years ago, but it don't seem like it. What happened? Well, one morning I woke up going to the gym, Planet Fitness, mm-hmm. in East Peoria. And I kept breathing real heavy. So I just played it off. Got in my truck, went up to Planet Fitness, got the truck, breathing heavy. So I got on my favorite exercise machine, uh, the elliptical. Uh-huh. And uh, I kept breathing real heavy, so I got on the bike, kept breathing real heavy. So I said, something ain't right. So I called home. I said, babe, I said, uh, something's not right with my body. I keep breathing real heavy every little few steps I take. So she said, you need to call your doctor immediately. So I called them, went to the wound clinic. They sent me to my primary doctor. The doctor came in, saw my legs were swollen, my feet were swollen. Then he went out, said, I'll be right back. Came back in and said, I just made you, I reserved you a room at OSL. I said, hold on, doc. Slow down. What you mean? You ain't telling me. No, what you mean? You just reserve me room. He said, uh, I believe you got congested heart failure. Oh, so wow. Over a serious amount, they kept me in the hospital for a week to drain the fluid off me. Mm-hmm. Over a serious, a serious amount, I mean, over several months, I mean, I have a serious doctor's appointment. And May 27th, they repaired my heart and they put a ring around my heart at my first open heart surgery. And oh, my goodness. that August, the rings came off. Oh. And so I kept breathing heavy again, back again. And so I was on my back patio with my wife. I was telling her, I said, baby, the Lord showed me I was going to be in the coma, my next surgery, but I don't know for how long. But for whatever you do, tell the doctor, do not put a plug. Because sometimes they doctors will give up on you. And they just say, put a plug. Yes. Man, we should they encourage the family to put a plug. I told her, do not put, tell them, do not put a plug. Mm-hmm. So I kept prolonging it off, prolonging it off. And December came around. I was going to go to the Mayo Clinic, but I couldn't go. So I decided, so I'm going to go ahead and do the surgery. February. February 27th came around. The surgery was supposed to last six hours. It lasted 12 hours. I lost a lot of blood. I woke up a month and a half later out of a coma. Oh, uh, my goodness. Um, I had a mini stroke. My left eye was blind a little bit. My hand is still, my right hand still kind of closed. Um, I had a trach in my throat. And then before I had woke up, though, I had died. And mm-hmm. uh, they had receptated me back. And uh, then after that, they lost me several, almost lost me several more times. Now, during that time, did you have what people call uh, a near-death experience? I mean, did you see the light? Do you remember being aware on a subconscious level of what was going on? Unlike most people to say they have, they see the light. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have experienced torture. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was getting tortured throughout my whole, if that was the longest dream I ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to tell you about it, like, at the end of this, tell you about why God took me through that. But, uh, yeah, I had spent, that was the longest dream I ever went through. And then uh, I was paralyzed from the waist down, and I couldn't eat, I couldn't talk, and I had no voice. And um, then May, I went to rehab May 13th. I walked out the hospital. 
Wow. Yeah. So I'm blessed. You make me want to like take a praise break around here. Like <laughs> everybody seriously. I tell that testimony to. They, they I, start I, tearing. I'm tearing up. I'm tearing up just to, for you to be standing there right. in front of me under your own power mm-hmm. to have your voice back. You are a walking miracle. And look, they were going. My, when I got to the hospital, my voice wasn't all the way back. So they was there. I went there. Well, I went to a doctor appointment. They said, well, we're going to have to go back down your nose again to see what's wrong with your voice. I said, the devil is a lie. I said, I'm not going through that experience again. With a, I had a feeding tube through my nose. Uh-huh. I couldn't eat or drink while I was in the hospital from February 27th to May 13th, and I had lost over 100 pounds wow. for that whole process. And so uh, I said, no. I said, I'm going to believe and trust God. And that's, you know, a couple weeks later, my voice came back. Mm-hmm. But my voice was like, that's how I was talking. What I got for my dream was the Lord showed me, he said, you think you being tormented now? Keep on living the way you living. You really going to be tormented when you go to hell. Oh, my goodness. And so I, I'm not the best. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I don't strive. I try, I strive to be the best that I can. Mm-hmm. But you know, what I'm saying we all have some stumbling block. Unlike most people, I don't have. I didn't see the light. <laughs> Lord mm-hmm. took me through a, a torturing mm-hmm. experience, and that, that that straightened me up. Wow. And well, I, yeah, going through something like that would. Yeah, and but I thank God He allowed me to come back two days later. I went and got my haircut. And, uh, after I got to the hospital, the board, uh, one of the brothers at the barbershop said, man, you should be at home wrestling. I said, man, I, I was, I, I slept about a month and a half. I got a good enough rest. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Then I went back to work two weeks later. Wow. And so do you know what led to your congestive heart failure? I mean, you're young. We were just joking before this interview started. Right. I was talking about my creaky body and my aches and pains and when you told me your age i'm like oh i'm practically old enough to be your mom so that was really young to yeah. have congestive heart failure what caused it do you even know no they said so after my second surgery they said my i had a big hole in my heart and uh mm. they said i had a sin childbirth i said why y'all didn't find this the first time yeah but they uh um, that's pretty common right yeah people have these congenital disorders that you don't know that you have until you have some kind of health crisis right I, so that i don't they don't know what uh led to it uh I had two cases of cellulitis uh, on both of my legs, mm-hmm. my my lower legs. First time I was confined to a walker, I mean to a cane. Then the second time it came back worse. They thought they were going to have to amputate my legs off, oh. and I was on a walker. I'm just blessed. I'm just happy about life. You are blessed. I, I wake up every morning, wake my. I make my wife mad because I blast the music every morning. I get up at like five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and I turn my music on. I'm a quartet fan, diehard fan to my mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, and I turn on uh, Tommy Ellis and uh, Singing Stars, and uh, <laughs> I, I, um, I play it every morning, and and I get my dance move on, and everything. And so I'm just happy to be here. Life is wonderful. God is yes, good. God is good. Yes. Well, I thank God for you being here. (laughs) And um, it sounds to me like, well, whatever you go through, anything that's traumatic in your life, you try to come out of it and learn the lesson from it. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is the lesson that you've gained? I know that you said from your torturous experience that it was a wake-up call to you spiritually. So was that the main lesson for you, or have you even um, been able to garner other lessons from that health crisis? That was the lesson from it. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, that's a big one. Yeah, that was a big one. 
it uh, snapped me back to reality. Yeah. And because uh, my my kids, well, my kids came and visited me when I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. My poor daughter, <laughs> she came to the door and she turned around crying. She because she yeah. never because I had hair, facial hair, like my hair was growing the afro and mm-hmm. and uh, she couldn't look at me. Yeah, and, and she like, probably saw you when you had tubes everywhere, and that's frightening. Well, this time they had um, they took all the tubes out of me. Mm-hmm. They had released me from the ventilator. But when I woke up from the ventilator, I heard him say, oh, he finally woke up. So I'm thinking when I woke up, it was February 28th. Yeah. It was a month and a half later when I woke up. And I told and I told, I said, told my brother, I said, I told the Lord showed me that. I just didn't know how long. I said, I'm now, glad you listened. Now, when you were in this coma, uh-huh. did what the Lord had showed you before about, you said that the Lord told you to tell your wife, do not pull the plug. Did that happen while you were out where they wanted to tell her to like give up and, and, and pull the plug on you? No, they did not. She just, she basically went to them, told them uh, because like after I died and that cut my chest is still healing. Cause I, I can feel my, when I pull certain things, mm-hmm. I can still feel my chest pull out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm like four years later, it's still not healed. But well, they had to leave my chest open for three weeks after my surgery. Yeah. Because I, I key lowered up real bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was second the second time around. It was hard for them to get it back in my, to my chest. Uh, but uh, when I died and I can't and they brought me back, uh, and my wife told him, you know what I'm saying, do not put a plug. Just leave it, leave the ventilator on there. My mom, my wife, and my mom are my biggest support because they made sure nobody came back to my room because I can get I could have caught an infection. Yeah, from anything from having an open wound. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thank God for my wife Davina and my mom Patricia Morris. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they really. Stepped up and, and looked out for me, make sure I wasn't uh, getting any hurt, harm, or danger. <laughs> but uh, man, I'm so just, no wonder you have the this biggest smile on your face and you're enjoying life. Yes, because I, I bet you appreciate little things now that you probably took for granted before. Right, right. And I, I still, my body over the years, I suffer from keloids and infections and stuff like that. But out of all the sickness I've been through, I still have faith. I still pray. I still trust God through everything because I know he's going to get me through. And that's a blessing because some people that may go through something like you've gone through mm-hmm. might have a crisis of faith and be like, woe is me. God has forsaken me. Right. So did you ever have any moments like that where you were like, wow, God, wh- yes. why me? Where are you at in this? Right. I, I complete. And that's the wrong thing. You shouldn't question the Lord. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I but question, it's human nature. Yeah, it's, it's human nature. I questioned. I said, Lord, why me? I said, I got, I'm got. i a musician. Then I woke up, learned that I had a stroke. And then I, that hurt me to my heart because I can't play the keyboard fully no more. Because mm-hmm. my right hand is, so I play bass mm-hmm. uh, full time out for my church. But uh, I couldn't believe it. I said, Lord, why me? The doctors surprised about my immediately, uh, I don't know the word, that's the right word I'm using, but the rapid response for, my, uh, give me, for me getting back to where I'm, where I'm at now. Yeah, that is just awesome. But everybody to that testimony, like you, they you know tearing up, or they yeah. talking about one shot. I said, I, well, I said, I thank God, but my body has suffered. Yes, and uh, I get, I wake so weak every morning, mm-hmm. like like every morning, I, I I feel needle sharp pains throughout my body every day. Yeah, but I feel good. I still mm-hmm. praise God. When I praise God, they begin to leave. Uh, mm-hmm. When I, especially, I tell my kids, I said, when you go to church, then you got to show on your face. 
So somebody can walk up to you and say, what's wrong with you, baby? I say, go ahead. Let them come and see you. you happy today? Mm-hmm. I come in with a smile. And people at church don't even know when, I, when I'm hurting because I smile so much. And I'm happy mm-hmm. because you know, I, I feel like this. God woke you up this morning. That's the first thing you should do is rejoice. Because I tell my kids. That's, uh, I always say, just waking up is half the battle. Right. <laughs> Look, I was sharing with my kids. I read it on Donnie McClurkin. He had a video yesterday on Facebook. He uh, had said his nephew, 18-year-old nephew, Died in his sleep. Yeah. And I told my It's happening all the time. Like, almost every day, I almost hate to open up my Facebook page. Right. Because I know I'm going to see that someone's died or or just some horrible news. Right. Yeah. So I was was explaining that to my kids yesterday. And don't don't take life for granted. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old you are. Right. I told them, I said, not the old folks died, the young folks too. Mm -hmm. I said, so you better get a good spiritual life with the Lord and always put him first and everything that you do. And so. Well, thank you for sharing that testimony. I had even no idea starting this interview that we would even go down that road. <laughs> right. But it was meant for you to share that testimony. Right. I, I tell my te- my pastor told me, he said, man, he said, you got powerful testimony. Uh, pastor uh, Patrick Pilot, Sr. of New Bethlehem Missionary Baptist Church, mm-hmm. uh, he told me, he said, man, he said, share your testimony everywhere you go. And, I, and ever since he told me that, I've been doing it. And every yeah. time I tell it somebody get blessed by it and I, I feel like my testimony can help someone else like don't give up stay in the fight yeah and not only is it going to help other people that are going through or that may go through and then they remember your testimony right but it's also going to help people that aren't going through to perhaps be a little bit more appreciative yes for what they have now yes because it can always get worse yes it can so thank you for that oh no problem so getting your health back I know has been a priority but I know from being your friend on Facebook and following you that it has not slowed you down from all the other endeavors in your life (laughs) which that that's part of the reason why I'm kind of so surprised about your testimony because I'm sitting here thinking but I see all the stuff that you've been doing in these last few years right and you've done so much, even while you're still recuperating and, and gaining your strength back. I mean, you're doing your web designing. I've graphic seen design, uh, yeah. yeah, your graphic design, all that stuff. So what keeps you going with that? Other than the fact that <laughs> you need to put food on the table, but. <laughs> My kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you've got that many folks to feed, yeah, yeah. that's a motivator. <laughs> I, I have six that live in a home with me, but. Uh-huh. Uh, my wife and my kids and my mom, mm-hmm. that's what keeps me motivated. So you've always been an artistic person. You've been a musician. Yeah. That's definitely an art. And that's kind of transformed into the other entrepreneurial work that you've done, which is in the artistic field. So what has led you to the project that we're talking about today? You are now officially <laughs> a filmmaker. Right. Right. That's huge. You are filming Dark Secrets. Correct. It's your first film project. Yeah. So um, tell me about what made you decide to go into filmmaking. Well, I had a love for filmmaking. And filmmaking and photography, basically, it's in the same field. And, yeah. Um, so when I started my photography business uh, a couple years ago, I told my wife, I said, babe, I said, I'm already doing graphic and web design. I said, photography is just around the corner from it. Mm-hmm. I would get involved with it. So I bought a camera. First year of business 
was going fast. Second year business kept going fast and still going fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I've been in business six years. And then I always had a passion for films and movies because my wife don't understand me. I watch movies over and over. Mm -hmm. Like, especially coming to America. Oh, yeah. That's that's my favorite. That's my favorite movie. That has to be. It's a classic. (laughs) Matter of fact, I'm going to watch the day when I go home. I watch it every all the time. The Cosby Show. I watch that every day. Sanford's son, the Jeffersons. Yeah. Uh, all in the family, but she don't. She don't. Re- Martin. <laughs> she don't realize. I watch this stuff back and forth. Uh-huh. We went to see Acrimony. I saw it twice. Mm-hmm. I went the, the Monday and saw it. I went back the next day and saw it again. And I okay. study film. So when you're, what you're saying is that it goes beyond just the enjoyment Correct. of the film. Yes. You look at it through a critical lens. Yeah. Like you're, you're looking at the detail, like how this shot was filmed and right, exactly. the lighting, the yep. sound, you're looking at it from that aspect, the technical aspect of it. Exactly. I got I, I have to observe all of that. Yes. And uh the movie first time around, yes yeah, it's good. But the second time I and the third and fourth time I'm I'm studying the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, my wife she ended up seeing it three times, uh, but she went one with her auntie and mm-hmm. twice with me um, but yeah so that would let me to I always want to do film ever since I was in high school so and, uh, let's talk specifically about Dark Secrets right did you write it yes so you're like writing it yes you're filming producing editing editing <laughs> yeah the whole night as, as my son that's say, huge as my son say every above yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I have. Uh, I wrote this script eight years ago. Okay. It was going to be a play. I was trying to get out doing play stuff like my girl uh, Latanya Nash. Mm-hmm. That she doing, but for some reason I think I couldn't get the right actors mm-hmm. for the play. So I just threw it to the side. I had an audition. I threw it to the side, and I kept taking in, putting in, taking out putting in i was watching facebook one day and my friend uh bernard fields out of ohio mm-hmm. he does this for a living he like he does videography uh photography and graphic and web design and he was talking about doing a short film to make a long story short he ended up encouraging me mm-hmm. to pull my script out mm-hmm. and dust it off and and to make mine come alive so i told him i said man i said man that interview really encouraged me man i said i got a script i'm gonna i'm gonna bring back alive again he mm-hmm. said dude i said there's only one problem I said, I got one camera, one, I got a shotgun mic. Know how they hold the mics over yeah. the actors' voices, mm-hmm. uh, over the heads. Uh, I got lights. And he said, man, that's all you need, bro. He said, you, he said, you just need, just you just got to shoot at multiple angles. The mm-hmm. scene starts, shoot one scene, mm-hmm. and then goes back and shoot the scene again, another angle. I said, okay. And so last week, I believe, was I started filming. Uh, mm-hmm. We we started filming at Sovereign Grace, uh, Miss Ned Baptist Church. Shout out to Pastor Alvin Riley for allowing <laughs> us. That's my family church, but he allowed us to use. To use the space. Yes, and he said, we're going to have so many more filmings there, too, because we have uh, about four more scenes to do at the church yeah that was i brought the script back alive and it's a true story and um it's it's a lot of drama <laughs> a lot well people like drama yes. unfortunately drama sounds <laughs> so so what's the what's the main premise i don't want to give away too much because of course we want to be able to encourage right. people to support the project right so give uh, us a little snippet of of what is dark secrets about okay i put this together the story is plotted in the church organization where the deacon of the church is is the after working uh, deacon in office, but he's doing drugs on the side mm. and he's messing around with the church evangelist. Oh no! <laughs> and, and she's married to the church head musician. Oh, 
Oh, goodness. The, the pastor, Reverend Jones, is a normal man in his late 50s, but very strict and believes that it doesn't take all day to have church. Okay. Okay. And Keith <laughs> and Evangelist Shirley is getting a divorce, but her sister and husband steps in on some conniving stuff to take his son or their son out of, of, of their life forever. Okay. And it's a whole bunch of more, more, <laughs> way more <laughs> that goes down. Fight breaks out in Bible study. It's a lot. Okay. I can't, I can't give you, do, you can't, too much. Yeah, yeah, don't give us too much. So when the project is done and you're done editing and putting it together, then what? Are you going to have a premiere? How are you going to distribute this? I, I I really haven't. I, I was looking for an agent to help me out on this, but yeah. uh, some sources told me to get a project first, like something that they can actually see first because they yeah. don't. And, yeah. uh, once they do that, then I don't know. Uh, I plan on bringing it out Father's Day weekend next year. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what the Lord, I'm, I'm just really blowing with Yeah, the, sometimes you just have to do it. Right. Because a lot of times I think when it comes to no matter what it is that you're trying to do, whether you're saying, I want to go to school, I want to change careers, I want to do this and do that. And it's like we pray, but prayer is only half of it. Right. God is looking to you to do your part. Right. Like he's Faith not. Faith without is dead. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's like you can't sit there and be like, woe is me. I want a job. Right. The Lord is saying, well, get off your derriere and go put out some applications. Right, right, right. And then let me bless your endeavor. Yes, right. But we have to do our part. So yes. it takes a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. To get out there and do it. Gotta have the faith. You gotta have the faith. You gotta have the do it. Get off the sofa, whatever, to make it happen. And then you can say, Lord, I'm moving by faith and I'm trusting in you to give the increase. Right. That's why I love that song by Kurt Franklin. Faith, cause you know I got faith. That song. Yeah. I love that song. That uh yeah, you gotta have faith. I work on this thing every day. Yeah. Every you have day. to be you know, one thing that I'm learning even through my podcast right. is that you have to be passionate right. about whatever it is that you're doing. Right. Especially when you're being any kind of an entrepreneur and and stepping out in that way. If you do not absolutely one hundred percent believe in yourself yeah, exactly. and in your brand, you certainly can't expect anybody else to exactly because you have to be able to sell yourself and if you don't have the passion you don't have the belief then people are gonna see that and not take you seriously right like if you don't even believe in what you're doing how do you expect me to jump on board and believe it i'm over that path um how could you go to your nine to five mm-hmm. every day and then don't enjoy what you do yeah and everybody has a talent. You know what? I'm so glad you said that. And that's something that um, I really want to, to stress mm-hmm. even more, especially on the podcast. Right. Is that I truly believe it's like God gave this to me years ago. Each and every one of us, even if we have challenges. Right. Physical challenges, mental challenges, whatever the challenge is. I think God instills uniquely in each and every one of us some kind of special gift or talent right that is uniquely ours to do and to interpret and when you can find that whatever that thing is i think a lot of people get stuck trying to figure out what that talent is and it's easy to get sidetracked but yes. if you can like hone that down 
find that true gift within you and work on that, right? you can do anything. Yes. And I truly believe that for everyone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look, I started six years ago on Facebook. Yeah. And I show you Facebook can be asking for some good than other than drama. Yes. <laughs> and look, <laughs> Technology in general can be good or bad. Right. It's what you use it for. I was between jobs. I, I was dealing with sickness. I worked for Walmart. Uh, I, my last day Walmart was February, I mean, March 3rd, 2009. Mm-hmm. Then they fired me because <laughs> I was sick. I couldn't come back. But they said when I come back, uh, I can come back when as I get healed. I came back. The manager told me we hired 107 more people, so you can't get the job back. I'm like, wow. And so that right there is so, okay. I said, man, I'm tired of this. This, I'm tired of working for people that I don't like and enjoy working for. Yeah. And so 2011, I actually when I actually started, but I put it official. Like uh, I started in January uh, 2012. Mm-hmm. But February, like around the, I mean, uh, then November, late November, actually 2011, mm-hmm. when I actually started, I started putting posts. I said I made flyers. I've been making flyers and DVD cases, uh, designs since 2003. Mm-hmm. Ever since the year I got out of high school, and I've been working computers ever since third grade. Yeah. And uh, so I had uh, stepped out on faith. I'm just gonna step out on faith. Put it on Facebook uh, with a lady named Lachelle Crump. She out of um, North Carolina. She John P. Key's uh, assistant, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, she hooked me up on a, on a, a, many artists to do flyers for it, mm-hmm. and it took off from there. Spread the word, the word started spreading. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up getting the opportunity to do a flyer for John P. Key and uh, Kirk Carr, mm-hmm. and um, and so the word kept spreading, spreading. And in the first two and a half years, I really hustled, put myself out there. Like I do flyers, I do business cards, do mm-hmm. CDs, and then after that, after that. Two and a half years old, well, I um, start getting inboxes, texts, calls, emails. It's automatically. Mm-hmm. So every day, I don't know how each day going to turn out, but I get, they call me when they want something on a regular basis now. And God has provided. Yes, God has provided. That's incredible. I give God praise for everything. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. I pray God's blessing for your film project, Dark Secrets. Yes. And uh, I'm just I'm truly appreciative of hearing this testimony today. On the tagline to the movie, is, looks can be deceiving. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Especially these days and times, yes. looks can really literally be deceiving. Yes, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, um, I'm going to, I got some other movies coming out too that I've been mm-hmm. working on. And some other ones, I'm going to use a lot of youth in Peoria. Yeah. Oh, we've got so much talent in this yeah. community. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to use a lot of youth in Peoria uh, for this special one. Uh, it's called The Day It All Got Started. Mm-hmm. And basically it's about me starting my music and then dealing with keloids and then me wanting to commit suicide in third grade. Oh, Cause third kids kept, grade. Yeah, because kids kept talking about me, yeah. bullying me. The and bullying so, is horrible. So, yeah, so I'm going to do a movie about that. But after Dark Secrets is over, uh, Cheat, The Broken Promise. That's a true story. <laughs> Now that's about a man who married to his wife for seven years, mm-hmm. and decided to tell in the uh, in the middle of his marriage because his sister his sister in law was her sister moved in with them and things became hectic, and he decided to tell his wife that he'd been messing around with his wife on, on his wife for sixteen different women uh, throughout the whole marriage. Okay, and then I got some other ones coming out. Okay, I I, I'm right so now. tempted to ask if this is your personal testimony, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to say that that was you. Right. No, I, I'm not going to say it was me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, this is this is all these first two true stories. Yeah. So after cheese up, well, I'm gonna come back with Dark Secrets the sequel. Okay. Dark Secrets the sequel gonna be worse <laughs> than this first one. <laughs> so Lord blessing. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm be busy for the next probably ten years or more. That's writing, something writing to look film. forward to. Yes, and I, we having fun. We filming uh, again next Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh huh. At the riverfront. Okay. We got two riverfront scenes. We're gonna be filming, and the Lord blessed me to get another cameraman to help me out. So now I'm got now I got to shoot that one angle no more. I can shoot Praise two angles. God. Amen. You got, you got your angles covered. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for spending time with me, Andreak. Oh no and, problem. Uh, we'll definitely have you on again right. because I just I just God didn't bring you this far to fail. So I know this is going to prosper and to be blessed. And I'm just excited to see what happens. And I just I'm I'm blown away because rarely am I speechless, but I'm having to kind of grasp for words because I'm still just so blown away by your testimony. So thank you so much for being here. It's a blessing and an honor to be able to look at you. No problem. Standing after everything that you've been through. So I really hope that for you listeners that you have taken away that no matter what you go through, as long as God blesses you to still have life and breath in your body, that you can still have this exuberance for life. Right. And that you can still have a full, complete and blessed and whole life, too. And to mm-hmm. just go for your dream. So right. thank you for sharing that and even for encouraging me today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Get Happy with Jay podcast. Please like, share and subscribe. Subscribe if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, and we would love to hear from you. Please shoot me a comment either on the Facebook page, Get Happy with Jay, or you can send me a comment directly at the website, GetHappyWithJay.com. There you can see all kinds of content. I know I need to be adding some more stuff on there, but you can catch up on any past episodes that you may have missed. And once again, I'm still looking for a social media volunteer that's going to help me out with uh, Twitter, Instagram, and my Facebook page as well to kind of pump that up and make it a little bit more interactive and so that things get posted more than just once a week, which is what I do every time I put out a new podcast episode. So I would love your help if you want to jump on board this happy train right along with me, then please send me a comment and I will reach out to you and we can make it happen. I hope you were as blown away and inspired to take some time to appreciate and be thankful for your life from this amazing testimony from Andreak Morris. I will keep you guys updated about what's going on with his film project and upon completion when we can watch and support that project. So thanks to him once again for opening his heart and sharing his testimony for the podcast here today. Until next week you guys as I always encourage you to do, do something to make yourself happy. It is not selfish it's self care. Love you guys. 